life was like a box of chocolates. There is no place like... You talking to me? All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Nobody puts baby in a I could have been a contender. He's looking at you, kid. Here's Johnny. A very particular set of skills. Your milkshake. Go ahead. Make my day. I'll be back. I am the father. I'm Spartacus. Say hello to my little friend. Why so serious? You shall not Welcome to another episode of the Real Features Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Cookson, with my co-host, Sam Lavery. How are you going, Sam? Very well, Paul. We're back. We're back. First one of 2022. What a year it is. I know. <laughs> Started off so well already. What a good oh way to God. start the year. <laughs> Fresh year, new things, and a whole lot of COVID. But this first week feels like a year. <laughs> it literally it's just like what month is it oh it's january still holy shit <laughs> uh, all the new year's resolutions just get torn up because i'm sorry it's gonna be another year yeah. of uh anyway we're gonna be upbeat oh upbeat in this podcast it's That's not gonna it. be yeah i just we'll think try. everyone will get it and then we'll be fine and then uh it'll be a great year yep that's, that's it it'll happen yeah <laughs> uh anyway but this podcast is all about movies and geez we have a lot to talk about today um i guess there's a bit of a summary on this episode as always we had the latest movie news including the latest on christopher nolan's upcoming epic uh everyone loves christopher nolan and he always has a pretty big cast so we'll give you a bit of an update on what's going on there um the latest star who's been cast to lead white lotus uh season two which is exciting as well um big news regarding keanu starring uh in leonardo dicaprio and martin scorsese's new project that's a pretty good pairing um or combo and also as always we give a bit of a snapshot of all the big things coming to streaming this month in australia and uh to round out the episode, we're also joined by our good friend, Matt Bowman, um, who's also worked in, I believe, the movie industry on a bunch of things as well. Um, and he's also here to help us tackle the listener question. And also, he's chosen the Nostalgia Review 7, which wow. I think is a pretty great film to, to Nostalgia Review. So that's an yep. excellent choice by him. So, And fun yes. fact, last time we saw Matt Bowman was uh, just a quiet night on the town, wasn't it? <laughs> I think we got home at about five or something. That was a, quite a large one. I feel like part of our soul is still at those. Yeah. Um, I think so I'm still hung over, and it was so, like yeah. before I had my daughter. So it's like eight, nine months ago. So. <laughs> that was a good send off. That's a yeah, show. my God. <laughs> All right, Paul Cookson, uh, let's get straight into a movie and TV news headlines. So, yes. what you alluded to, Keanu Reeves is in talks to star in Hulu series The Devil in the White City. Uh, so the series will be an adaptation of Eric Lawson's Larson's, sorry, 2003 historical thriller novel, and is produced by Leo and Martin Scorsese. Massive! What a pairing! Yeah. Putting Keanu in there too—it's amazing. Unstoppable. It could be anything. It could be anything. He hasn't done many TV series before. Led them, I don't no. think. So it's a huge pairing. And just it's another a... thing, like Hulu, like the money these streaming companies <laughs> are throwing at A graders is just yeah. and and getting them. Too, which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, but the series centers around two characters at Chicago's World's Fair of 1893. And it isn't clear which character Keanu might play at this stage, but one of them is an extremely talented architect. And as a synopsis reads, 
acts as the fair's director of works and the builder of many of the country's most important structures, who is focused on making his mark on the world. And the other character is a handsome and cunning doctor who Ooh. secretly doubles as a serial killer that lures, seduces, tortures, and mutilates young women in his own torture place, complete with dissection <laughs> table, gas chamber, and 3,000 degree crematorium. So a bit of a, uh, you know, white and black kind of character <laughs> there. Exactly. Good and evil. One's uh, I'm an architect. What a story. The other one's like Dexter on, you know, yeah. acid. <laughs> it's, I mean... Especially when you've got like those people producing it, and you know that's be pretty brutal and gritty. And then you got Keanu, should be awesome. That's yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah, very yeah, that's lineup. a crazy concept. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I guess we go before we go on to the next headline. Uh, you watched The Matrix as well, talking cool. about Keanu. Uh, hit or miss, in your opinion? <laughs> what the new one? Yeah, yeah it, horrible man. It was so it was so disappointing. Um, we're big fans of the matrix here and yeah, dude, it was just, it missed the mark on almost everything. Yeah. Like without going into too much detail, it just, it, it was just lazy in areas. It just kind of continued to recap the, the old films, which it's like, dude, we've seen them do something new or like, tell us about this story. And it was just, it was weirdly self-aware of itself. It was just a, it was a real pile of shit, Paul. It really was. (laughs) Just the sequel, it clearly didn't need to happen, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Even after 10, 20 years, whatever it was, it clearly, yeah. Anyway. No need. Disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very disappointing. Anyway. anyway hopefully this one's on. better. Hopefully this one's <laughs> better. Um, moving on. Um, someone who's lighting it up still at the moment, um, Benedict Cumberbatch, absolutely uh, dominating with a lot of good films at the moment. Um uh he is set to star in wes anderson's uh new netflix film called uh or based on the roald dahl uh adaptation of his i think it's the wonderful story of henry sugar mm-hmm. um uh wes anderson previously did of course fantastic mr fox quite a while ago which was uh did really well um for those who don't know and i actually wasn't i'm a big roald dahl fan but i wasn't too aware of this one but it is based on i think it was seven short stories from a 1977 novella mm-hmm. uh the book was actually inspired by the real life of uh, pakistani mystic kuda bucks i think is how it's pronounced uh who claimed to be able to see without his eyes um, it's, yeah, it's apparently described as uh, many stories based around a wealthy man, uh, Dr. John Cartwright. Um, but yeah, the cast is huge, as always with Wes Anderson films. Um, also has so far, I think he's building out the list, so it'll probably keep getting added too. But Ralph Fiennes, Dev Patel, and Ben Kingsley. So pretty good lineup. Um, yeah, apparently Netflix are going to be doing a bunch of Rod Dahl films. So I think that's, uh, yeah, added to the list. So that should be an exciting one because Anderson's always a good, great director. Yeah, no, very big news. Yeah. Uh, next up, I'm very excited by this one because um, I, I really enjoyed White Lotus. It was yes. just maybe the timing of when it came out to it was in the middle of lockdown here. So yeah. it's kind of a, a show about holidaying and stuff which you know we obviously couldn't do so it was kind of romanticized <laughs> but they've added a big cast member in michael Imperelli um from the sopranos Chrissy. yes so and you just binged huge. sopranos over the well recently wasn't it so yeah, uh, yeah like yeah. six months ago or so but yep. yeah it's it's awesome man yeah so so good to watch that again but i'm excited because 
He doesn't do a lot of stuff. He doesn't. I know. He's such a talented actor. But yeah, I think this will be a good role for him to play. Yeah. yeah. So with the second season, it's expected to be set in a different White Lotus property, set away from Hawaii, um, the location of the first season. But um, Imperoli, how do you pronounce his last name? Yeah. Imperioli. 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 Yeah. Imperioli. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a really man <laughs> traveling with his elderly father and his son, who has recently graduated from college. The cast will be completely different, although uh, Jennifer Coolidge might return. And you'd remember her as the older lady that wanted all the massages. Stifler's mum. <laughs> yeah. You could forget. Yeah, um, Stifler's mum. Yeah. But I'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm hanging out for that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Show. It was just an easy one. It was entertaining. It kind That's of it. had a yeah, pretty cool feel to it. She was a good character as well. It's good to have mm. her across. Like It would have been awesome to get um, Murray Bartlett across because I think he stole the oh, show. But uh, yep. still, yeah, good lineup. Should be a good yep. one. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, speaking of big directors as well, Christopher Nolan has just cast Josh Harnett. Mm. Harnett. Harnett. Uh, <laughs> in his upcoming biopic, uh, Open, uh, how do you say it? Oppenheimer, I think it is. Oppenheimer, um, yeah. Uh, which follows the story of J. Robert Oppenheimer uh, and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. Um, like all Christopher Nolan films, massive cast as well. Mm-hmm. Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Florence Pugh, Rami, uh, Rami Malek and uh, Benny Saf- Savdi. Um this he had that big spat with i think it was uh warner brothers also i think it was something like that mm-hmm. so this is with universal so his first film with a new production company and it's slated for 2023 july so um as always should be exciting hopefully it's yeah. a bit better than uh tenant but uh yes yeah, should be good that's a huge cast that is a huge cast. massive yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely um Apple Studios are closing in on the rights to secure Brad Pitt's latest film about Formula One racing. So according to uh, Deadline, it will be it'll reportedly cost Apple in the 130 to 140 million Oof. range to secure it. Just a little bit of change there. Uh, the, the movie will star Brad Pitt as a veteran racer who comes out of retirement to mentor a rookie to have one last crack at glory as a young driver's team, as a young driver's teammate. So Hey, he's definitely going to be an older driver. Let's be honest. It's like the Fernando Alonso. Uh, you know, <laughs> he came back from retirement. He's back yeah. uh, having a last couple of swings at it. But um, yeah. not sure how if he was as old as Bradley. But you know, <laughs> Brad <laughs> so, looks yeah, great. True, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also shows just how ridiculous the money that streaming companies have like, oh. for one film. You know, paying 140 for a film like just yeah. mental. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely crazy. But yeah, you know, when you've got yeah. Bradley attached to it, that I guess yep. they pay that. Makes money. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, speaking of, uh, well, I don't know if this makes money, but they're certainly uh, running it into the ground, and that's Saw franchise. So um, they did the Spiral film with Chris Rock recently, um, which uh, yeah had had mixed reviews as well. But uh, like most of the sequels, look, the, the OG film was amazing. And we talk about Seven later, and I think Saw's original one was, you know, kind of like inspired by that. It was pretty amazing. But uh, sequels have kind of gone downhill since then. They're fun uh, for people who like them, but they're trying to bring back Tobin Bell. Um, that's the rumours, uh, who, of course, plays John Kramer, Jigsaw. Um, as a spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Saw 3, which has been out for like tw- a long time so odds are you have but uh uh he dies on that episode yet they brought him back for a lot of episodes and flashbacks 
And this one, they're going to try and have him back uh, based on his perspective. Should be interesting. And I think they're going to try and timeline it, uh, chuck in the timeline just before the third one anyway. Um, Should be interesting. But um, yeah, they're certainly milking that one. So we'll see. Uh, There you go, sore fans for all the uh, Turban Bell fans. Rounding out the news, uh, as we do, giving a quick update on those shows, uh, all your favourite shows that have been renewed and cancelled, but uh, um, Julie and the Fan- Phantoms, season one, Netflix the Netflix show has been cancelled. CSI Vegas season two has been renewed. Yellow Jacket season two, uh, it's been given to season two, so it's been renewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Dad is still going, uh, season wow. 18 and 19. Uh, Disney Plus has renewed that. Uh, Servant season four Apple, if you're Apple uh, on Apple TV Plus has been cancelled. Um, Why Women Kill season three on Paramount Plus has been renewed. Animal Kingdom uh, season six has been renewed. And uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, the Amazon uh, series, uh, has been cancelled after one season that didn't rate too well. So right. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is coming out this month? Movies and streaming. So The Righteous Gemstone, season two on Binge, which I was a big fan of that. Awesome yeah. cast, Danny McBride, John Goodman. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. Very fun. Adam Devine is from uh, um, uh, Workaholics, which I love yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's a great combo, but yeah, um, excited for that too. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Um, Peacemaker, uh, you probably remember that uh, they've turned into a series. So Peacemaker was played by John Cena in the recent uh, DC Suicide Squad, the mm-hmm. the new version of that. Um, yeah, uh, I think James Gunn, who did Peacemaker, he's actually decided, I think he fell in love with that character, um, whether or not he deserved a side series, but apparently reviews have already been pretty positive on it. So um, he's kind of a villain or anti-villain or anti-hero sort of thing where he uh, believes in peace so much that he's willing to murder a lot of people to make sure he maintains <laughs> it. So it's a, a funny one. I imagine yeah. it'll be all right. Yeah, a bit of fun. Yeah, to watch. nice. Yeah. Um, Ozark season four, part one, which is on Netflix. So the final season will be split into two parts. Seven episodes released in Jan, another seven later in the year. And that's been pretty successful for them. Yeah, very popular. And yeah, so that's rounding out final season, split in two. Should be interesting. Wow. Good show. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Billion season six uh, is coming out this season. And I believe that's also their final season as well. So that'll be on Netflix for those interested and uh, been watching that show. Cool. Snowpiercer season three, Netflix with Sean Bean added to the cast. Oh. What a bonus. What? What are the odds that he dies? Because he dies in everything. So. Well, yeah, pretty high. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Snowpiercer, of course, was based on the uh, spin-off series on the movie as well. But yeah, um, I haven't watched it, but heard it's all right. So yeah. Cool. Um, Gold, uh, this is a film. Uh, this is a pretty big get for Stan. Stan, of course, being an Australian uh, streaming company as well. Um, for most people would know, or well, a lot of Australians will know that one for our out-of-towners overseas. Um, Stan have produced this film and it stars Zac Efron, um, who discovers a big chunk of gold in the middle of the desert in Australia. Um, because it's too big with their hands to try and get it out, um, his colleague, who I believe is played by Anthony Hayes, who's also the director, uh, must run off to try and get some tools while Zac Efron's left to bake in the sun and trying to protect this big giant nugget. Uh, mm-hmm. So it should be interesting. Yeah, nice. 
Um, Euphoria season two on binge, the series, and that's starring a returning. I'm not going to pronounce that properly. Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> it follows a group of high school students as they experience the highs and lows of teen life, including identity, sex, drugs, and love. Oh, all good things. All well, good things. Maybe not, but, you know. Well, yeah, some of them. <laughs> um, Zendaya is absolutely dominating, by the way. She's just in everything at the moment. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, uh, should be interesting. Um, Apple TV, this is a big get for them as well. Um, Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, so writer-director Joel Cohen from the Cohen Brothers, of course, mm. stars Denzel and Francis McDormand. What a pairing. I mean, just two yeah. unbelievable actors. Um, as uh, And Francis McDormand plays uh, Lady Macbeth. Um, movies, of course, based on the famous Will uh, William Shakespeare play. Um, with this one focusing on the darker and scarier elements, uh, which sees Macbeth being convinced by a trio of witches that he will be the next king of Scotland. So mm. uh, expect that one to be very dramatic and a lot of fun. But, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Be good. Um, Mother slash Android on Netflix, which is a film, and it's set in a dystopian future where androids rise up to rebel against humans which couldn't be not that far away. Let's be honest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a documentary. I'm sure that's uh, right. <laughs> uh, should be fun. Um, Do you know who's in, in that one at all or not really? Uh, no, I don't actually. Yeah, that would be, should look that up. But, no, uh, yes. fine. Um, <laughs> uh, Disney Plus, uh, this is, of course, the Marvel, continuing with the Marvel uh, train. This is Eternals. Yeah. Um, Directed by Chloe Zhao, uh, this is the team of superheroes that includes Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, uh, Camille Nanjani, uh, Barry Kogan, I think is how you pronounce it, Ma Dong Suk, uh, Kit Harrington, Selma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie. Unfortunately, Eternals didn't get the greatest reviews from Marvel's perspective. I think it got uh, torn apart a little bit. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet, but I am looking forward to seeing it coming to streaming. So, yeah, uh, just to see what it's Decent like. Big cast going on there too. Big cast, yeah, yeah. very big. Yeah. Mm. Afterlife season three on Netflix with Ricky Gervais, the third and final season. Which, to be fair, I enjoyed the first one. I didn't really watch much of the second se- season. Yeah, it's a weird one that they kept going, in my opinion. Yes, um, yeah, but yes. yeah, they're on the third and final. Very popular. Like I think yeah. it does very well. But yeah, right. It's a interesting topic to kind of be continue that. Um, mm. Yeah the whole comedy around yeah tragic death but yeah oh should be interesting yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh amazon prime uh the tender bar this is a film by george clooney um doesn't star in it but he directs it Mm -hmm. Uh, it does star ben affleck and ty sheridan um set in the 70s and 80s it follows sheridan's character as a fatherless boy who continues to return to the same bar to receive guidance um from ben affleck's character uh who of course is a man essentially a bartender mm-hmm. um and also apparently is uh i think his uncle as well so um should be interesting george clooney does all right as a director um i think he's had some misses but uh yeah should be should be an interesting one to watch i think yeah definitely yeah another one though ray donovan with paramount plus it's a movie 
And it's a movie yeah. to wrap up the hit series. So it was actually, it was abruptly cancelled. It was, right? yeah. They never yeah. got to round it out. I think they, with their story arc, they wanted to go a bit further. In fairness, probably, I think that show it was hit and miss again. It started off pretty yeah. strong and they probably dragged it. So it's probably good they are kind of forced to wrap it up. But um, yeah. it's fun, but yeah, yeah. Should There's be only so many ways you can, what he can do. I, I felt the same too. Like the first yeah. season especially was really good. The concept was cool of like this guy who cleans up messes and, and things like that for celebrities or whatever it might be but yeah um i just got yeah. so involved with cleaning up i mean kind of like the sopranos element where he's just like family issues but it almost like i felt like his cleaning up celebrity stuff became very like a side thing on it whereas yeah. like it wasn't really but that was yeah would have actually liked to have seen that explored more i mean some cool characters and acting and stuff but yeah, yeah should be interesting yeah definitely um the Tourist, another Stan miniseries. I uh, have already seen the first few episodes of this one and uh, it's worth a watch. Uh, mm. Another one with a, uh, a Hollywood celebrity stuck in the Australian outback baking. This time it's Fifty Shades of Grey, James Dornan. Um, he's actually all right in this. Um, uh, essentially, it sort of starts with him being chased off the road by a psycho truck driver. He crashes and then wakes up in hospital, hurts, sore, and has amnesia, as you do. Wow. Um, filled with twists and turns, his character must look for answers in the outback. Um, and it's pretty high tempo, that sort of stuff, as he's trying to find out what's going on. And, uh, yeah, the truck driver is sort of chasing him. He's pretty cool as well. Australian dude who's a bit of a badass as well. And, yeah, some interesting characters in there. It's okay. uh, only a six-part miniseries, so... You can smash it out pretty quickly and, um, yeah, worth yeah. a watch. Nice one. And to round us out, Shane on Amazon Prime, which is a documentary. <laughs> so it's a doco on the iconic cricketer covering a range of topics, including his career controversies, advanced hair. Comm- oh, I thought it was on Shane Lee. <laughs> Shane Warne. Shane Warne. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe they could do a part two and Shane <laughs> Lee. <laughs> uh, his love of Siggies and his many amazing Romeo and Juliet type relationships. So that will be awesome because he is, yeah. you know, he's one of our best sportsmen, really. When you he break is. down, like you take out all the kind of the bullshit around it, but he was yeah. one of our best spin bowlers, probably of all he was. Probably the um, best, yeah. Yeah, crazy yeah. good. So I'd be, um, I'm keen to watch that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, unbelievable career. And uh, yeah, certainly, look, he's unrecognizable now. I think his <laughs> plastic face was just, yeah. like, I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah, that no, should be good. Yeah. Um, nice. I guess around out as well. Uh, that's what's coming to streaming, but for movies this year, uh, this month, uh, which are, I know we're uh, already a week in. Uh, that we're recording this at the moment, but The King's Man, uh, which is, I think is a, I can't remember if it was a prequel or, or a sequel, but uh, to The Kingsman, uh, King Richard, uh, the Will Smith one, 355, uh, which is a bit of a chicks kicking ass one, Scream, mm-hmm. where they're bringing back the original cast, a lot older now, so wow. don't know how quick they'll be running from the murderer, yeah. uh, Ghostface, and then uh, Gilmero del Toro's Nightmare Alley, Spencer, and Morbius, although Morbius has been delayed, actually. So, okay. um, yeah. Nice. A lot, of, a lot of coming out, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of content, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, that brings us to the end of the uh, news and streaming stuff, but we'll take a short break and introduce our special guest, Matt Bowman, as we tackle the listener question and, of course, Nostalgia Review 7, the unbelievable film, and we've got some cool trivia to fill that out as well. Uh, so stay tuned. All right, welcome back to Real Features Podcast. Uh, I am absolutely delighted to introduce our guest, Matthew Bowman. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, yeah. No worries. Good to be here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you've, great uh, man. You've worked, uh, so you work with my brother and you've worked in, uh, well, production and, and film or, you know, filming, like you do a whole bunch of branding and, and all kinds of stuff. You certainly know, uh, yeah, the ins and outs of all the, you know, how it's done essentially. But um, yeah, is that a fair assessment, I guess you'd say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a whole bunch of you know, uh, video production, you know, short film production as well, working, assisting with people, setting up productions, being the, the project manager on the jobs and the coordinator and any role that's involved in down to editing, mm. um, uh, voiceover recording, sound recordings and mixing, the whole lot. So I'm just sort of, I still do that today even, like I still do that a lot with, with your brother yeah. um, and uh, all the way to animation and stuff like that as well. So, yeah. You do photography as well, don't you? Because you're really I do as a hobby. Yeah. 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 As a hobby, that's just something I do as a, as a passion and a, as something to sort of as a creative release, I guess, yeah. to, with no one sort of telling me what to do, like clients and your so, brother. Yeah. <laughs> some amazing stuff. I've got you on Instagram. I don't know if you want to give it a plug, but yeah, like it's yeah. Um, some very impressive shots that you, you do in there as well. Really. Yeah. Thank you. What's, yeah, uh, what's your Insta handle? Uh, M, uh, MB photography underscore photography. Go. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, Look that up. It'll be M underscore B underscore photography, but with an F, not a PH. Okay. Uh, I like that. The F. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. Changing it up. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so, Matt, we're going to jump straight into it. We have got a listener question that has been sent hey. into us. So, in the wake of the film Don't Look Up, what is the best end of the world film? that comes from the sky. And that's from Tracy Burks. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. Mm. Have you seen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on. I was just going to say, no, have you seen the... yeah. It's been on my list for a few weeks, but having some good weather and that, I haven't been around the house to actually watch it, been out down the beach a bit, but uh, it's probably going to watch it tonight after this conversation, I'd say. <laughs> there you go. Well, that doesn't help us. No, anyway. <laughs> you guys can answer the question, but there are many more other films we can talk well, about. That... The, yeah, I mean, there's heaps of, like, really, that's just the um, the premise of the question. So it's really, mm. what are some of the other better films? So, I mean, we've got, like, War of the Worlds, Deep Impact, Armageddon, Independence Day. You know, oh. there's some absolute classics in there. Independence Day 2? Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched both of them recently on uh, TV oh, no. over summer, and they were both horrible. They didn't, Except they didn't for Bill Paxton's well. speech, come on, that was amazing. Oh, Bill, Bill, Bill. Pullman, Pullman, <laughs> no, Pullman. Sorry. Yeah, Paxton, Pullman, God, yeah. God rest his soul. Yes, yes, yes. Um, does one come to mind for you, Matt? That you? I'm going to chuck a couple in there. One's not necessarily. One sort of goes along with the. Uh, sort of deep impact, climate changey type thing. Where it looked mm-hmm. like, look up is the day after tomorrow. Oh yeah, was one which is like end of the world sort of things coming from the sky with a yep. you know, huge. It does technically, yeah. Because it's like, um, yeah. but one that's not that's sort of not remembered really well, but I love is Mars Attacks. 
Oh, oh yeah, good dude, one, of that's course. Tim, Tim Burton, which yeah, is the whole tongue in cheek of all those films yep. combined. Yep, that I um, love that film, and I watched that not too long ago. Like the cast in that is amazing too. Like yeah. Jack Nicholson, Pierce Brosnan. It's just yep. it's huge. It's um, amazing, yeah. and it's yeah, it's such a good comedy. Yep, ties in well actually. To don't look up like that comedy sort of yeah, yeah. coming from the sky. It is yeah, and stuff, I've read yeah. a few things around um, don't look up saying you know the main premise is climate change, but it's the tongue in cheek version of it. So yeah. That's, yeah the draw card for me to watch it but i mean even edge of tomorrow is another one that oh, i think is, that was is brilliant be one. Love yeah it. yeah yep yep i mean in all seriousness independence day back in 96 that was a ripper when it came out absolutely was. Films, yeah. yeah 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 we all loved it it was like one of those cool things and i i'm i'm i sort of lean towards armageddon and yep. around that sort of time frame mm-hmm. as well because and even today it's still fun yeah yes. it's just Popcorn. Cast. Yeah, the cast are great. Just the, the cheesy jokes. Yeah, the big speeches <laughs> yes. to the girlfriends and the yeah. and the Americans and the kids running with the American flag waving. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's Michael Soundtrack. Bay, wasn't it? Yeah. it was directing, of course. Lots, lots yeah, of yeah. Of course it was. All the big panning slow-mo. shots and yeah. the typical kid running in the field with American flag behind him. That's one of his classic <laughs> yeah. shots. Huh? Oh my god! Uh, what about you, Cookson? What do you reckon? Yeah, I had. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, I think you summarized it well. I would have thought. Um, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, War of the Worlds remake was pretty good as well. I thought mm, that was good. Yeah. But you're right. Mm. Um, I think. Um, Independence Day. Uh, just like classic. Um, the impact that film had when it came out was just monstrous. But um, yeah. Mm, yeah. How about you? So. Yeah. No, I, I. I echo that. Yeah, Independence Day. I reckon. For me, um, but we have come to another sub part of this. Oh yes, this segment, which is name that meaningless dialogue. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do here, Matt, is I will perform a line of dialogue from one of these films that has really no massive bearing on the film itself. It can be really mundane dialogue. It's, you know, it's not going to be "I'll be back" from the Terminator. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll. Uh, I sometimes would... the references are wrong, or yeah, I bugged you know, one up the other week. Them, where you know, I different just accent to it. what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got this one. So just <clears throat> allow me to do this. Because they seem to have trouble with pantry doors. Ooh. So the the dialogue is be- because they seem to have trouble. With pantry doors. Jurassic Park, either. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you guys... Extremely obscure. <laughs> You'll never get these, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty just thinking like, guess. something like yeah. Meet the Fuckers or something like that. <laughs> it's, on the, it's on that list. It's on one of these films. <laughs> All right. Good I'll give, you the, Good I'll give you the line before and after. Oh, yeah, yeah. But... Okay. We're going to have to board up every window in this house. How do we know that's going to do anything? Because they seem to have trouble with pantry doors. Oh, it is. That's signs. Oh, nice one. There we go. Good get. Nice one, Matthew. You got all the points. Lovely. That's great. That was one I forgot, which is like up there. That's still, I watched that again recently, probably the last three months on TV. That's one of those ones that you watch when it's always on. Yep. Um, And it holds up. It's so really of, creepy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was in the so cinemas, spooky. and that 
there's a moment where like i think it's like the footage of the news oh, or something and you dude. see the alien subtly walking and yep. we were just turning to my mate nathan and we we're watching it and we we're just like whoa like yeah it's yeah. like oh my Creepy god as back then yeah yeah Mel gibson yeah. is awesome in that by the way because i watched it recently yeah. too and he is so good man walking phoenix yeah. it's really yes. good yeah. yeah again another good cast even the young girl who's grown up to be an amazing actress yeah, yeah, I was trying to remember who it was. Is it Abigail or something? Was it? Oh, yes. Is that her name? Okay. I, think I can't remember her name. Yeah. One of those younger girls around that time period, there was a few of them growing up to be, you know, Chloe someone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot one of the bad names, but I know their faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was Abigail something, and she's grown mm-hmm. up to be an amazing actress. She was in um, Little Miss Sunshine as well. Oh, oh yes. Yep, oh, yes. Yep. She's yeah. great. Yeah. I think yeah. you are right. It's Abigail. We're doing Something. a real disservice right now. Is she now, going but, to do Zombie Land and stuff? Is that yes? Zombie yes. Land as well. Yeah. 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 She's good. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. good. Well, thank you very much for that question, Tracy. Yes. Um, mm. So now, this is very exciting to discuss your movie of choice, Matthew, which is Seven. Yes. Our nostalgia movie of the month. Absolutely. What does this film mean to you? Film means quite a few things to me. It was when I saw it for the first time. I remember seeing it at a midnight session when I used to have midnight sessions back in the day, and I just started uni, studying graphic design, and I remember from the opening credits, it was the first time that sort of style of credit had been done, and it just had me straight away, and I was drawn into the whole thing, um, and then just walking away. Can we surround the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Walking back to the car, my friend and I walking out of the cinema, didn't say a word. And we had we parked so far down the back end of the, the shopping centre and we just got to the car. We, we stood there, looked over the top of the car and just went, fuck. <laughs> and that's all we could say. It was like that's all we had yeah. in terms of feedback of the film because it blew our mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when I fell in love with David Fincher before realising David Fincher had done Aliens 3, yeah. which was – my favorite aliens out of all of oh. them, funnily enough. There I remember watching it and watching it. Back. I've rewatched it. It's really not anymore. Yeah. But I think it was the style and the grit and the, the color grade, the whole lot had translated into this film. Yeah. Um, and I just love the style, the, 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 the cinematography, the, the framing, the quietness around it, the, the sound of the sirens constantly and then street noise constantly throughout the film that kept the tension going. Yeah. Um, Everything about it was just amazing. The actors were great. You know, some first big films for some actors, like I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow's first film um, yep. or big film yep. um, before she did Shakespeare in Love. Um, and just all the – I'd seen a few pre, like minor previews around The Seven Deadly Sins and, and quick trailers on it, and that really drew me in was the premise of the film. Um, but, yeah, everything about it, the, the way they revealed you know, the, the bad guy. And yeah. he revealed himself, you know, um, and it didn't have to give you the graphic details of how people were murdered. It just gave you the end visual. And then the, the dialogue gave you the picture in your own mind. I'll never forget the scene with the belt, the strap on. Yeah. And just seeing that photo and I just, I'll never forget it. And that is the most horrific thing I've ever imagined yeah. in my life from those types of films. Um, yeah. That's such a good point, though. I think especially older horror films and thrillers, they make your imagination work a lot more yeah. than 
I think a lot of the modern films do where they rely more on the gore. But hmm. yeah, this kind of had the best of both worlds and how it did that. Um, so, but also what you were saying kind of on the appearance of it, apparently Finch has said he wanted to make a black and white film in colour. Hmm. And that was kind of his goal to get mm. that feel, but still have the color. And it's just, you're so right. Just the, I don't know, the, it's hard to describe it. It's almost like a green kind of textured yeah. gloominess to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you go for it. I was just going to say, look, I'm sure everyone, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you would have seen Seven. But I guess just as a, as a quick summary for those who potentially haven't, uh, Seven, of course, is uh, around uh, two cops who are, detect- or who are trying to find the serial, a serial killer. Um, who is killing people and they find a pattern where it is, as, as Matt said, around the seven deadly sins. Um, and yeah, the cast includes Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, uh, yeah. Spacey. So a, Kevin Spacey's in Yeah, film. I think we can we can drop that spoiler. I think the movie's been around a lot. Yeah, <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. Like, can we talk about the ending at all or anything like that? Surely people... Yeah, I think we've yeah, got to. I think, I think if we didn't talk about it. You've got to talk about that's one of the best endings to uh, one of those types of films. Yeah. So far to date, I think. Yeah, agree. Okay. Yeah. Um, Look, if you haven't seen it, then maybe stop the podcast now and go watch it and come back to this because <laughs> we're going to have to talk about it, as yeah. you say. Um, yeah, it's just... It's, it's so well-weighted. I mean, Brad Pitt... I mean, is there a guy who... We've said this a million times on this podcast, but it's like... Is there a guy who makes better choices? Like, mm. is in what he, he does, just amazing. That scene at the yep. end, his conflict where he's just sort of, you know, you see sort of facial, you know, just amazing yeah. re-watching that yesterday, just yeah. so powerful. Um, mm. Yeah, just such a and phenomenal the, actor. The beauty of Morgan Freeman to hold character through even through that moment of like having clarity around, don't do this because this is why he wants you to do it. He wants you yep. to become one of the seven deadly sins. He wants you to be revenge mm. or... Yeah, whatever it was, and it was <clears throat> for him to. And just, I watched most of it today, and just his constant character of just being calm and uh, thoughtful around trying to figure out how why someone's doing something, not calling them a freak or insane or a lunatic. He holds them up and goes, "No, don't call them that. Yep. How dare you call them that? There are more. There's more to it than a label, you know." Yeah. Um, and their characters are so deep as well. I mean, even rewatching it with Morgan Freeman about how, you know, he's trying to, he knows he's retiring in a week. He's trying to exit and not be part of this, yet he keeps mm. the old part of him, he just keeps getting drawn into it and he can't help himself, even though he's trying with every effort, yet he knows that he's he's needed on this. And uh, yeah, amazing. Even just that like kind of undertones, it's such a deep, so much to this film. And yeah. as you sort of said, the, the colouring, the texture of it, it gives it such an ominous theme. Interesting as well that it even has Nine Inch Nails playing and, and then obviously off the yeah. back of that, um, Finchner essentially teams up with Reznor in all of his future films as well, which yeah, is you know, right, really yeah. cool. So, um, But the, even the music undertones of it, it's just, I don't think we'd seen a film as dark as that. Like yeah. uh, we've seen horror films, but not that psychological thriller to that degree and i think that just catapulted and changed so many films and kind of touched on the start of the podcast but saw and stuff like that or the original saw at least not all the Mm. sequels but um so many films and um yeah i mean to to the point they wanted to build into a franchise and and uh they wanted to try and do that but i think um solace if you've ever seen that the anthony hopkins Mm. one um i think that's sort of an unofficial sequel to it but um yeah Amazing. But having what you said exactly, Paul, like you summarized it so well that it did 
kind of create the path for so many other films, but even just how that twist at the end, yeah. which is yeah. just amazing. And so many films like you saw and, and things like that did try and emulate that and get that perfectly weighted twist. And it just got you by surprise. And it was just, yeah. It was so amazing. well hidden that reveal. I mean, yeah. they hadn't yeah. really mentioned Spacey. I, 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 I mean, Matt, you'd probably talk about this better having gone see it in the movies, but I don't know if they really publicised that at all and it was such a big shock to go bang. Well, my gosh, that's space, like right at the end. Like they left it right to the end, like just crazy. It was never never mentioned Kevin Spacey was in it. Um, And that's even if you, even with the credits, I don't think I was, I think I was so taken away with the the layers and the the beauty of the, the credits. And I end up meeting the guy who designed them, like from oh. Iron, uh, Industrial Light Magic at a design conference back in the day wow. and just having a coffee with him going, you're just <laughs> a god, like this is amazing. <laughs> and then every every movie after that try to replicate that style of thing. But then shows like True Detective and True Blood started mm. to get that vibe again. Yeah. And then True Detective on that note is very similar style of show in terms of how it un, un, how reveals itself and the layers and the, the grit and the... Yeah, yeah, everything about it. It's a, it's the closest thing I've ever seen to it. Um, yeah. um, stretched over you know ten episodes, which was amazing as well. But um, yeah, the you don't see his name in the credits at the start. I don't think Kevin Spacey's name from memory. Yeah. Um, and then you see him halfway through, or three quarters of the way through. He's in there going, "Hey, I'm here, guys. I'm the guy you're after." Yeah. And this can't be the movie. This can't be the end. This is like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And they did it in such a beautiful way. Um, yeah, and it's interesting as well because I think the script was written by just a, a guy in a, was a record store. Or yeah, something like I was that. literally about to say that too. Like the screenplay yeah. came from just Andrew Kevin Walker, and he was a record store employee. And, and he, he had a f- yeah, a few different versions of it, I think. And and Finch just saw they incorrectly sent him the wrong script or something, the original one, and he was like, "No, this is the one I want." And yeah, um, even when when Pitt I think signed on, he was like, "Yeah, we have to have um, you know the." the ending don't want to change it and that sort of stuff as well and yeah um but finchley knew that yeah having fat like with the third alien not go great and he was doing a lot of music videos at the time but he knew there was a lot it was balls on the line on this film and well certainly paid off that's for sure yeah Yeah. Mm. i think um one the the i was gonna say sorry forget the movie done Sorry. That's right. That's okay. Well, I, I was going to say quickly as well, one last one as well, an interesting one, but um, Brad Pitt, um, hopefully this, actually, hopefully this isn't your... In you your might be opinion. cannibalizing things. Be careful what you say here, Cookson. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it to the end, all right? You do your segment. I'll, <laughs> yeah, if it hasn't you, already, been you already got me one just before, yeah. you son I'll, of a gun. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> That's okay. We've got multiples. <laughs> We've got multiples. But Matt, this is a very exciting part of the podcast. It's a quiz. Right. It's true or false, except for one. So... This one you should get because Cookson pretty much just said it. So the executives balked at the ending and wanted to change this. However, Brad Pitt refused to make the film if the ending was altered. True or false? True. That is true. He pushed for that ending. Yeah, he pushed for the ending. I knew that yes, one. Yeah, correct. And that's what I can say before on the ending was there was actually, they shot several ones, but the one that, that Fincher wanted to go with, but it was the saddest and the hardest for an audience to take was when he shoots the gun. Mm-hmm. At the very end, they went to black. Yep. And then that was it. And they go, you can't leave an audience just feeling absolutely gutted and hollow. So they do the typical, oh, he's Runners. being arrested in the car, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Yeah. But 
that would have been amazing. I would have preferred that because I'm I'm pretty dark. So yeah. I think but, that would have been even like, that scene when he shoots and you see that camera and it's like such a grainy yeah. camera shot where he's walking off. It looks so ominous and real yeah. like the realism of that. Yeah. sorry i'm your your quiz sam i'm cutting yeah. you go no, that's yeah. okay the, the questions <laughs> oh, sorry. Yep. discussed yep. <laughs> all right question number two brad pitt doesn't take his top off for the entire movie true or false true <laughs> that is true wow. and he did that and that was specific from brad because he just he was coming off doing legends of the fall and he was yep. sick of being a pinup boy. So he's like, I'm not taking, yep. not getting the rig out at all for this one. I was going to say, yep. is, that on the, is that a different trivia question? The only film he hasn't? I mean, even <laughs> yeah. uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think he's like up on the roof with his rig oh, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah probably, absolutely. It would yeah. be the only one. And Fight Club, obviously, he's just yeah, booting yeah. around without yeah. any clothes on. But <laughs> number three, Denzel Washington turned down the role that went to Brad Pitt, citing that it was too dark and evil. True or false? Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I couldn't. How could you see Morgan Freeman and Denzel together? That doesn't mm. work for me. Yeah, well, because you could a young a young rookie cop was what you needed, and that's what Brad Pitt was. He was the arrogant, yeah, cop that you needed to come in and go. Oh, I'm so cool. Look at me. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, there and, you go. And he actually said he deeply regretted it after seeing it. Wow. So as you would. Okay. All right, number four, Moby was considered for the role of John Doe. True or false? That's true. That is false. This is not <laughs> a trick one. I've started well and I've ended on a bad note. <laughs> so it's false. REM frontman Michael Stipe oh, right. was actually yes. considered for a brief moment. Wow. So that is a sneaky one. I, I do apologize, Matthew. REM. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard that though. Same Michael Stipe guy. That's the person. I remember it was someone who was in the music industry was because he was in the video, music video industry. He goes, oh, I know a couple of these guys. I could do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Number five, true or false? Brad Pitt purchased all his own tires for the shoot. True. That is true. Mm. He, he wears to... the same tie for most of the film. Yeah. It's the same crappy cartoony tie. Yeah. And he wanted hmm. to get the worst tires possible. So yeah. that is true. All right, so this one isn't true or false, so it's a bit of a harder one, but we'll see how you go. What other 1995 movie did Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey appear in? Mm. And I can give some pretty good clues on this one, but... I'm only the first clue. Yep. Clue, we're practically living the premise of the movie right now. Globally. Oh, I forget the name of it. I know which one it is, but yeah. Uh, uh, Might have something to do with a virus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's. It's got. It's about a monkey virus, isn't it? Yeah, yes. Monkeys, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I think I keep thinking contagion, but that's not it. It's something yeah. like that. Yeah. What was it that's called again? Outbreak. Well, Outbreak. Outbreak. Dustin that's Hoffman's in it too. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. I reckon that'll hold up. I wouldn't watch it today because it'd probably put us all in a dance. Yeah. It's too bloody depressing. Yeah. All right. Yes. So this is the last question. Number seven, true or false, there was a full-time cockroach expert employed who used Vaseline to keep the bugs on set. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Congratulations, Matthew Bowman. You've, uh, <laughs> Ended on you've won it all. Wow. <laughs> there you go. That's not, not a true or false question, but um, I've got time there. The reason why it all shot in the rain, do you know why? Well, they didn't have to account for bad weather. That was 
<laughs> That's. I um, think they did actually say that it was in rainy. There was in rainy conditions in, rain. in three quarters. That was in rainy conditions, but Brad Pitt had to shoot all his scenes in one week, ah. and half of his scenes were in the rain. And the ones that they had to do, um, they just for consistency because they were sort of in shot in between each like driving to somewhere was raining. When they got there, it was raining. So you can see today. I was watching it going driving to. It's sunny outside the window, ah. but there's rain everywhere. But then they arrive at their destination it's gray dark and pissing down with rain ah, interesting and he had to go shoot 12 monkeys um, so he had another he said that one week he shot all his scenes that that's, that's crazy. Yeah. interesting as well but uh this was i was glad it wasn't your trivia but uh but um apparently because he was running in the rain in one of those scenes he fell over and yes yeah, sliced his tendon in his arm and that's why he they put into the script about the cast where yeah. his arm was yeah right um so he'd actually and it gone down to the bone um oh. that's how much ah. it, how bad it was but um so he had to try and push on and disguise a lot of that um all the pain so full on yeah. yeah i saw that today i was watching that scene today when he i wonder if he did it during filming like and they kept that scene in or did he do it and then he came back on because he, he seemed to take his arm under he's running around all of a sudden oh. um, i thought he did it in again. a um in a car accident was it Apparently. he drove his arm through a windshield in a scene and the injury oh, wow. went so deep it severed a tendon mm. so yeah it was in a car mm. right. yeah crazy crazy good old bradley got it done though and yeah, he got paid he seven million dollars, so you know if he gets a broken arm, <laughs> then he'll be fine. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's worth the pain. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Actually, quick one, Vaughn. Next, outside of seven, what's your next favorite Fincher film? Number two, The Game. Yes, good pick. Underrated. Good pick. Very it's nice. always tucked Love in that. because it came out after seven. Yeah, and you forget it because then he had Fight Club and then Fight Panic Club. Room and yeah, you know, so on and so on, but. I reckon the other game by far. Such a great, oh, yeah, yep. underrated. Definitely worth yep. watching. Even Sam, yours, Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club. Yeah. I, Fight Club's honestly yeah. one of my favorite. It probably would be my favorite film. It's up there. Yeah. It's very close. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. you, Paul Cookson? Yeah, I think the game's a great one. I actually really like Zodiac. I thought it was really underrated oh, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Yes, amazing. Hmm. But I think the only downfall is Zodiac. There's no real definitive ending it's like yes. we think it's this and you're sort of waiting for it and you go oh you're on the it's so accurate seat. isn't it like yeah, uh, yeah absolutely yeah, the case. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah amazing no oh, that's awesome well i reckon we've probably convinced a few people to go and rewatch seven yeah 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 100 yeah yep. or watch it for the first time because we didn't really give away the ending so that's all right that's true <laughs> actually we didn't not actually yeah, sort of right. detail. Some things. yeah we gave them some some rough details that you know someone shoots someone okay well I know the killer, but other than that, because yeah. the, the alternative ending was the other person shoots another person. Uh, I'm not going to say uh, too much now in case someone yeah. doesn't know the ending. But <laughs> so we did say, admittedly, we said we can't talk about the ending. So whatever, you know, yeah, that's all good. More Morgan Freeman. They actually ending they're going to have Morgan shoot Kevin. Yes. Ah. Because he didn't want Brad to beat to wear that that sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because such a young copper, and he's sort of yeah, yeah. That's and kind there's of a flash cool. of the face in the box. Yeah. Which I never saw at the cinema because okay. I was so blown away by everything going on. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's going, oh, I see the face of the box. Go, what are you talking about? I knew what that's what they're referencing. But and then you're watching, you go, oh, there it is. Plain as day. Oh, my right God. Funny. And there's the ending. One yeah. plane. And there it is. At the very last minute, <laughs> he got it out. That is cool. out. You can cut that off if you want. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll right. stay. It'll stay. Also, you, got, so you didn't do the joke about uh, Spacey cutting off his fingernails in real life. 
to huh? disguise the. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> disguise all the sex crimes. I love that you put me under the bus. You're like, I think we can all agree that you just put us all in with you. <laughs> yeah, method. It's method. Method. Oh. Oh. Like Bradley with his arm, uh, space. He did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Unfortunately>. <laughs> Uh, oh anyway. boy, boy. Uh, that was good fun. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. It's Matt. been an awesome time. Absolute pleasure. Have to have That's you on again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Done. Awesome. Until next time. Yeah, until next time. Thanks all for listening. And uh yeah, thank you. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.